Hello and welcome to the 49ers First and 10 podcast. I'm your host, Brianna McDonald, and I'm joined by 49ers team reporter, Lindsay Polaras, and a special guest on today's episode, Jennifer Lee Chan from NBC Sports Bay Area. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining. And what did you think of week one? I thought it was definitely a statement. The 49ers came back and looked really efficient, especially on offense. I was really surprised at how well they were able to move the ball. I mean, I guess not surprised, but... I thought it was even more efficient than I think I had prepared myself for. Yeah, there were so many stars from that game, but we know that all eyes were on defensive lineman Nick Bosa after he just signed his contract extension with the team. And he had about 35 snaps in week one. So Lindsay, did head coach Kyle Shanahan give any updates on what we could expect from Bosa in week two? Yeah, so the 49ers got exactly what they were hoping to get out of Nick Bosa in week one, which is exactly what you mentioned, a limited rep count. 35 is what they wanted to hit, and that's where they got to. I think definitely the five straight three and outs helped facilitate that, and he was able to be out there for a lot of the game because uh, the defense did such a great job. Moving forward in week two, it's just more about acclimating him and getting him to full go. What head coach Kyle Shanahan did say on Monday is that he did play full go in those 35 snaps, but expect to see more coming in week two. And after Sunday's game that was a dominant 30-7 win, Shanahan still did not call it a perfect game. He said that the team had the right intent and they played all four quarters, but that there's still some things that they've got to clean up. So Jennifer, after reviewing the game, what are those things the 49ers have got to clean up that you'll be looking for in practice later today? I think one of the things that always happens in week one are the penalties. It's a little bit sloppy type of game, but I think that always happens at the beginning of the season. You know, you look at the way training camp is formatted now and how there's less hitting, less tackling. So yes, I do understand how they're a little bit more aggressive. Maybe, you know, that's why they got the unnecessary roughness, a few false start penalties. So just a little bit of things like that that need to be cleaned up. I also thought that The kickoff return coverage could have been a little bit better. 30 yards average each one was a little much. So I'm sure that they're looking at cleaning that up as well. And Lindsay, the 49ers are facing back-to-back road games to start the season. So what does the practice schedule look like before the 49ers head out to L.A. for week two? Yeah, so the practice schedule is going to look pretty normal other than the fact that travel is on Saturday. So we'll see the 49ers take the field Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, usual order of business. They typically do a walkthrough on Saturdays. And because LA is just a short 30 to 45 minute plane ride, that's when the team will be traveling and it'll be just roughly 24 hours in Southern California before they head back to the Bay Area. All right, so now that we're turning the page to week two, the Niners are focused all in on the Rams, and it's a very exciting and high-stakes game early in the season, the first NFC West rival the Niners are facing, and last season the Niners swept the Rams, and the last time the 49ers played in L.A., Christian McCaffrey was a triple threat. He scored three touchdowns in three different ways. So Jennifer, do you think the Niners have any tricks up their sleeve for this game? I think part of the trick is that you said it's an away game. It's really kind of a home game for the 49ers because so many 49ers faithful show up in Los Angeles. That stadium is generally red. Uh, I do think that they have a little bit of a break there with Cooper Cup being out on IR. I think he's the biggest threat on their offense. So without him being there, not that the defense can relax, but I think that it's one weapon that the Rams don't have, which will help the defense really keep the score low on the 
for the Rams. The NFL world was anticipating quarterback Brock Purdy's bounce back from his season-ending injury in the NFC Championship game, and he showed out in week one. Nick Bosa said he silenced the haters. Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons even took to social media to call him a top 15 quarterback after that game. But he's yet to face the Rams, one of the team's biggest rivals. So, Lindsay, how do you think he'll fare in this matchup? And what are you going to be looking for him in week two? Well, I think the big question all offseason is, Brock Purdy going to be who he was in those final games of the 2022 season. And I think you got to see that in action in week one, right? And exactly what Nick Bosa said, everyone was asking. He responded. It was the offensive performance that the 49ers were hoping for. He moved the offense down the field quickly and efficiently, distributed the ball well. All things you want to see in a young quarterback who really has taken a jump from year one to year two, despite going through that season ending right elbow surgery, despite going through offseason surgery and then battling his way back to training camp. I think that the 49ers and Brock Purdy definitely will face a test in the Rams because a lot of them are healthy again, and they did have a really strong defensive performance against the Seahawks in week one. I think a lot of them didn't. A lot of people were expecting the Seahawks to take that first game. Uh, the Rams had 20 total pressures and their pass rush in general ranked 12th by pro football focus. So definitely the 49ers are going to have their work cut out for him and protecting Brock Purdy is going to be at an absolute premium. Our stars of the show last week were Brock Purdy, Brandon IU, Christian McCaffrey, Drake Jackson, Fred Warner. Honestly, the list goes on from there. But Jennifer, who are you expecting to have a breakout game in week two? I think we're going to see continued breakouts from Brandon IU and Christian McCaffrey. But who I'm really looking to see have a breakout performance is Debo Samuel, who's a little bit more quiet in Pittsburgh. But I think that he's ready to go. You know, He came back into training camp with a vengeance healthier, faster, more fit. And I really think that he loves to show it to the Rams. I mean, he really is the guy who has done it in the past. And I think he will do it again in Los Angeles. He loves that environment. So Jennifer picked an offensive weapon, but Lindsay, who on the 49ers defense do you think is going to show out against the Rams? Um, you know, I actually think we're going to continue to see Drake Jackson on a roll. I think that first three sack performance of his career was a huge confidence boost. And I think much in the same way that people were wondering if Brock Purdy would be who he was supposed to be. Drake Jackson put on a ton of muscle. He spent the offseason in Santa Clara and everything was leading up to him having a big performance. And for that to actually materialize in a game was really huge. And then I think just having Nick Bosa in the mix with that defensive front really just elevates the entire room. So I think expect more to see more out of Drake Jackson. I think last week was just the start for him. So the 49ers like their history against the Rams. Like we mentioned before, swept them through the regular season, but it's a new year. LA also won in week one. So Jennifer, what's changed from 2022? I think that you look at their last game, that week one opener, they came out a lot stronger than I think anybody predicted. I think one of the great battles between the two teams is really the, the work of Sean McVay versus Kyle Shanahan. You know, they know each other so well. And how Shanahan will scheme up the offense to go against Sean McVay is always something interesting to watch because 
you know he's got some tricks up his sleeve and it's kind of that big brother little brother dynamic and you know kyle shanahan does not want to lose to sean mcveigh of course as a division rival but even just as their close relationship is I think that that's what to look for. How is Kyle Shanahan really going to take advantage of all of those skill players? I think we also haven't seen a lot from George Kittle. I know that he plays really well against the Rams as well. I think that Kyle Shanahan is going to take advantage of all of those players and really stick it to Sean McVay as much as he can. And Lindsay, while you're out at practice this week, what are some things you're going to be looking for ahead of week two? I think just from listening to Kyle Shanahan talk about a very dominant week one win, but like you mentioned earlier in the podcast, not a perfect week one win. I think there's still a lot of room for the offensive line to really gel together. Like I mentioned earlier, just with a good pass rush coming their way in week two, protecting Brock Purdy is going to be very important. And while there was four carryovers from last year on that offensive line, Colton McKivitz is the 49ers new starting right tackle. And he's facing some growing pains that's totally fair expected and it's just going to be about building from week one he had an incredibly tough matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers he was taking on the 2021 defensive player of the year in TJ Watt one of the more difficult challenges that you'll have as an offensive lineman so I think the foundation has been set but it's how can you improve moving forward All right. Well, that will do it for today. Thank you so much, Lindsay and Jennifer, for joining me on this update. Don't forget to follow First and 10 on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and be sure to turn on the notifications so you're in the know when we post any breaking news updates. And thank you, Faithful, for tuning in.